The Congress presidential elections took place today. The result of the election would be out on October 19th. Congress's Shashi Tharoor and Malikarjun Kharge did a tough competition for the post. The elections are significant for various reasons. This is the first time in almost 24 years that Congress will get its non-Gandhi president. While Shashi Tharoor portrays himself as a symbol of change, Kharge portrays himself as someone who will save the party's ideology and principles. So, will the elections be a game changer for the party? Whose leadership will help the Congress party? Will the Gandhis continue to play a dominant role in the party? Hello and welcome to the BL podcast. This is Nobodita Ganguly. Today I am joined by Purnima Joshi, Chief of Bureau, Business Line, who will talk to us in depth about the presidential elections. Hi Purnima, thank you so much for joining us. Hi Nobodita. So my first question would be why is this year's Congress presidential elections particularly significant? Yeah, well because it's uh this kind of election is happening for the first time in recent history i mean this is the first time in 25 years that uh, congress has a presidential election in which the gandhis are not nowhere in the race so besides the fact that the gandhis are out of the picture i mean not completely out of the picture which i shall come to later but uh, they are not in the race for the office as such secondly the timing of it for the past uh, two general uh, elections congress has suffered huge losses and uh, now they are at a juncture where their structural ideological positioning the congress is facing as existential crisis mm-hmm. so in at this point of time to search for a new leader in a party is uh, is important when the bjp is looking larger than life so one is that point uh, you know of the timing of the of the party facing an existential crisis uh gandhi is not being in the picture and also i mean uh, it's a unique sort of an election where one has seen uh in various uh, uh, regional parties which are either run by families or dynasties and the congress has been accused of being run by a dynasty forever mm-hmm. but uh, this is a fairly uh, sort of uh, open democratic kind of election where uh, malikarjun khadge may be uh, maybe a person chose chosen by the gandhis but uh, there is also an enthusiastic kind of campaign built up by shashi tharoor mm-hmm. uh, you know now one one will have to see how many uh, uh, delegates he will get to support him but uh, uh, for the moment it's it's quite quite a democratic kind of uh, exercise as democratic as it can get in political parties because after all even in the bjp one has seen that uh, their presidential election was not exactly an election where it was quite quite well known and quite apparent that uh, jp nadda uh, will work as a rubber stamp for amit shah and modi so mm-hmm. yeah so to that extent uh, yeah this is uh, the significance of it is uh, is there for for uh, for multiple factors yeah and what do you think about shashi tharoor and malikarjun kharge as presidential candidates Yes, well, uh, the previous nominee by the Gandhis, uh, for instance, was uh, Ashok Gehlot, who dropped out for uh, again various factors. One uh, that he didn't want to let go of the Rajasthan Chief Minister's post, in which Rahul Gandhi also made a mistake in in 
saying that when you know there can be only only one post for one man and that is our udaipur uh, resolution uh, he need not have said it before uh, before gelot got elected so he created a situation uh, although he would of course deny it and the party has uh, exonerated him from the charge but uh, the fact is that for all the rebellion and uh, and uh, aggression against sachin pilot that we saw uh after shok gelot's uh, name was announced for congress president's post it was at the behest of ashok gelot himself because he wants to remain rajasthan chief minister so he's dropped out and he would have been a strong uh, candidate for the party post one because he's from a significant uh, place where the congress is still relevant and have a chief minister he has been chief minister for uh, two three terms so so he would have been uh, and from, he's from north india where the congress is uh, is facing a wipe out you know in big states rajasthan he's held on you know he uh, unlike madhya pradesh where uh, their government collapsed uh, you know because of the bjp's aggression and uh, what they call operation lotus which is basically stealing uh, mlas from the other side and making the government fall uh, this couldn't happen in rajasthan for various factors so he would have been an, uh, a strong candidate failing that uh, the gandhis have propped up malikarjun kharge although they would of course uh, on the face of it deny it but malikarjun kharge is very much a gandhi loyalist but having said that malikarjun kharge is a mass leader in his own right he's been elected uh, mla self for several terms uh, you know at one point he was considered indefatigable he's lost only this parliament election uh, he was uh, leader of the leader of the party in the lower house uh, till the last lok sabha although the age doesn't go uh, his side but uh, uh, he's a seasoned sort of uh, old congressman uh, and a very uh, home grown sort of a humble uh, person comes from a farming background he has a dalit identity and he's a very decent honest sort of a bloke so he's quite popular within the party himself on the other hand you have uh, tharur who's dynamic and has a constituency beyond the congress like he gets mobbed on the campuses he's very well spoken he's a scholar politician having this written several books he has his own profile but uh, for some reason tharur has not been able to gather the kind of uh, kind of support within the party uh, as one would have expected you know he has a lot of goodwill and he's fighting it's very very heartening to see him fighting a very good election and uh, you know like he was one of those uh, 23 people who are now being referred to as g23 mm. which is largely known as a congregation against the gandhis um, uh, you know and uh, he uh, uh, he wrote that letter to sonia gandhi saying there should be changes within the party and he stuck to his position uh, and he went and sought sonia gandhi's blessings and where of course she said of course we support an open election and i support you and he took it at face value and he's fighting a good election so uh, it's an interesting sort of uh, election even though the results may be foregone conclusion for many people but even then it's good to see some some mode of democracy at play here all right okay so will it be fair to say that the elections are biased against tharur like for example when tharur visited tamil nadu there were hardly any old leaders of the party present in the gathering yeah so like i said tharur's uh, uh, institutional support hmm. uh, is uh, is shaky although he has a, he has a lot of support among the young uh, sort of 
uh, workers of the party even uh, like i said even outside the party he has a lot of support but uh, even within you know this was a question asked by one of the so called g23 uh, uh, members who said that uh, well tharoor is supposed to be a g23 candidate which is by in effect it means uh, an anti gandhi candidate but who among the g23 are supporting uh, tharoor is the question you know okay all right so tharoor constantly projects himself as a candidate for change while kharge is someone we know who says that i will keep the ideals and principles of the gandhi family and go ahead with it whose win will actually benefit the congress party which is as you said is at a moment of existential crisis itself yeah well you know a lot of people believe that tharoor and with his dynamism his uh, he's the one candidate who's come up with a manifesto you know he wants uh, decentralization within the party uh, you know he wants ideas to be discussed at a large platform and so on and he has uh, he's fairly energetic and so on so one would have uh, one would have hoped that someone like him had more support within the party but i mean having said that Uh, you know it is an internal party matter and uh, whatever the congress comes up with one will have to finally accept it but uh, as opposed to uh, kharge who is seen as the chip of the old block uh, you know who is uh, he would be seen to maintain the status quo but i'm not so sure whether uh, a total disruption within the congress uh, at this point of time where they, you know you would need a consensus man you would need somebody to work together with the old guard also uh, also get in the new people how effective tharoor would have been despite his idealism and all maybe malikarjun kharge is the answer to the congress's prayers one is not too sure but uh, tharoor definitely brings with him a certain kind of energy which malikarjun kharge you know given his age given his uh, sort of uh, uh pronouncements that he's he's going to be uh, uh retaining the party sort of thinking and ideology uh yeah so it looks like a contest between the old and the new yeah okay and do you think the gandhis will continue to play a very significant role in the party after the elections oh yes of course oh yes i mean uh, the biggest mass contact program within the congress is being carried out by rahul gandhi hmm. uh, right bharat jodo yatra it's good to see that the congress has put up uh, uh, these um, election booths at various points in bharat jodo yatra itself you know where the delegates can go and vote you know so there's a fair bit of festivity going on in the congress right now uh, for the election and uh, gandhis would definitely play a big congress and the gandhis are inseparable that way so the bharat jodo yatra is happening since a while and it will be wrong to say that it's not gaining any attention there are people who are actually joining the yatra so what are your views of the bharat jodo yatra will it be a significant game changer for gandhi and he will ultimately be seen as a mass leader well if you ask me as a professional uh, who's who's looked at Uh, parties political parties over a period of time i would have thought that you know the moment that they lost the election in 2019 this would have been a way to go for rahul gandhi you know as opposed to what he did there uh, you know at that point was to basically say oh i i don't want this there was a lot of anger and he blamed a lot of he and priyanka gandhi both both in a party meeting they they blamed a lot of people within the party for having sabotaged the election and so on 
Rahul Gandhi basically at that point announced that he's not going to be Congress president anymore. He offered his resignation. Now, the point is that if you're in a responsible position, then you don't just suddenly stamp your foot and walk away. You prepare the ground for your successor. I mean, you and I, if we are holding a post and if we vacate it, we just don't really leave a vacuum there. And here we are talking about a national political party. It's a responsible position. So if you want to walk away, you prepare the ground for somebody else to come in and also uh, make him job ready, uh, you know, which he did not do at that point. And this this would have been his his way of repeating what Sonia Gandhi did in 2004 was to abdicate the throne in order to support somebody else. Uh, you know, I mean, she didn't exactly quit the Congress president's post, but, you know, she didn't accept the prime ministership and that was considered a big sort of uh, renunciation and so on. It was a big political sort of masterstroke mm-hmm. at that point. So if Rahul Gandhi at that point had said that, okay, I will be president till uh, somebody else walks in. And at the same time, I will go to the people and see what we have done wrong. That would have been one answer to the defeat, which did not happen, uh, you know, for a good uh, three years. Uh, you know, now we're going to be uh, the fourth year of this government. Uh, you know, so I would have thought uh, that this was a bit too late uh, for Rahul Gandhi uh, to go on a venture like this. But having said that, that this is uh, nothing and there is nothing happening. I wouldn't say that either. Congress, the kind of attention is it, it is garnering for itself ever since the Bharat Jodo Yatra started and uh, the simultaneous election started. This is the kind of energy one would have liked to see see happening some time back, actually, because uh, political parties get formed and, you know, unformed in these processes. You know, there is a mass contact program happening. There is an election happening. Some people will uh, will uh, look at the party. Some people will join the party. Uh, there will be a dialogue that, that will be started. So, uh, so to that extent, uh, Bharat Jodo Yatra is a, is a positive thing that Rahul Gandhi is, uh, is uh, doing. I wouldn't say it's completely insignificant either. Although given the almost seemingly insurmountable uh, problems that the Congress has, this would seem like nothing, but I wouldn't dismiss it uh, completely out of hand either. What the Congress would need is a new president with a new political program and you know, not just something that totally negates what the BJP is doing. You can't base a political program on somebody else's uh, flaws. You have to base your program on your own vision. So, you know, one would like to see what the Congress's vision is about, what their political program is, what is their economic program and so on. Uh, So uh, to to have somebody else other than the Gandhis who seem to have been rejected by the people, especially Rahul Gandhi for the last two general elections, is not a bad way forward. Congress in majority of... uh, of big provinces uh, has been steadily losing ground and, and is being reduced to third or the fourth position. You know, you look at Uttar Pradesh, Bihar, Tamil Nadu, uh, you know, Maharashtra, uh, Bengal, Congress is steadily losing ground. Mm-hmm. And these are very big states. If you do if you do not have a significant presence in either Uttar Pradesh, Bihar, Maharashtra, uh, uh, and West Bengal, these are the four major states which contribute to a chunk of Lok Sabha seats, then your structural decline is uh, is quite uh, massive. And the Congress has been facing it for the last three decades. So it's, it would be wrong to, to blame it entirely on Rahul Gandhi and he alone can solve it. I don't believe that either. But 
you know, Bharat Jodo Yatra is step in the right direction, I would say. All right. So it will have some significant amount of change within the party and outward. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it's it's created a buzz around uh, around the Congress and so on. To that extent, it's you know it's it's attracting some public attention. To that extent, it's and not entirely negative. So I would say it's something. Yeah. All right. Okay. So what, according to you, are the significant changes that are needed within the Congress party? Like I said, mm-hmm. uh, they need to arrest their structural decline in major provinces. These four provinces that I've I've named: UP, Bihar, Maharashtra. West Bengal to seriously look at these structural changes. If you have Priyanka Gandhi sitting in Uttar Pradesh, I would like to see what kind of organizational, logistical uh, issues she's uh, looking at right now. Besides the structural, organizational, logistical uh, problems that the Congress need to address uh, on an uh, uh, emergent basis, uh, there is also the political program. Uh, what sort of politics does the Congress uh, espouse? So Rahul Gandhi's Bharat Jodo Yatra is in that way is is important in the in the sense of giving an alternative idea of India, giving a secular, inclusive kind of uh, uh, ideological challenge to the to the BJP, which is uh, which is driven. Also, it has hints of uh, of an economic program as well, in the sense that it is against a certain kind of anti-monopoly. Uh, anti-corporate uh, kind of stand, which the Congress has been displaying over a period of time, you know, in, since 2004, when they formed a government with the left. So there was a very strong hint of welfareism within the Congress. They started the Magandrega, they started the right to information, right to food, all these legislations were brought. So in, within policy making, there was a very strong hint of hint of welfareism, which Rahul Gandhi seems like he he's about to, to continue. Now, whether the Congress cedes centrist space altogether and occupies a more leftward inclined position, which is also a marginal position in terms of security paradigm, in terms of, uh, uh, you know, the position of the state paradigm is concerned in terms of, you know, these are positions that will have to be explained to the people uh, at a certain level, but it's a political program, whether then you have to come up with an economic program, an economic agenda, which is not entirely based on criticizing the BJP, but having your own vision for the party uh, and the country, you know. So, so besides the leadership issue, which still uh, sort of despite the election of Malikarjun Karge, you still haven't sorted out the, the leadership issue in the sense of uh, who's going to be your prime ministerial candidate, you know. Is it Malikarjun Karge? Uh, you know, we need to hear more about. And Congress is not lacking in in uh, in leaders. So basically, the crux being only criticizing another party won't help. There has to be huge structural reforms. Structural reforms, a vision for the nation, a vision which is uh, clearly spelt out ideologically on uh, on your economic program, on your political program and so on. So every party will need to, I mean, at least a national political party, given the kind of challenges that the Congress is facing, you need to have a very concrete, decisive kind of agenda, which which is easily comprehensible for the people. Okay. So my last question would be, like, we know politics is unpredictable. So are there chances of seeing the Congress as a mainstream political party anytime soon? Congress is already a mainstream political party. They are the weakest they have been historically. But uh, in terms of national consciousness or in terms of 
people's perspective. I mean, if you talk to a lot of people who may not want to vote the BJP, they would ultimately say that it has to be the major challenge to, to the BJP will have to come from the Congress itself, you know, because there is no other party. I mean, AAP is maybe making some, some efforts to this uh, effect and Kejriwal. I mean, that is also a situation that is emerging in the opposition uh, space, which will one will have to examine because they, there are people like Nitish Kumar who believe uh, that Congress is, uh, is indispensable in the formation of an opposition front against uh, Narendra Modi. Whereas there is Arvind Kejriwal who's declared that Congress will be finished. So, yeah, so Congress is already a mainstream party and uh, one shouldn't uh, completely write off any political force, uh, you know, in terms of uh, future in, in politics, you know. So we'll see. We'll see, yeah. All right, Purnima, thank you so much for your time. Thanks a lot for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you like our content, please subscribe and share. Thank you.